Hello, welcome back to another edition of the Return the Picks podcast, where once again, we're trying to win some money off our six-team accumulators uh, every single week. There is one person that who is winning money uh, every single week, and that is Jazz Gillum. Not every single week, but he's winning a lot Several of money this season so Dave. far internally, which doesn't feel or sound right. But if you if other people want to get involved in taking money off Dave, they can tweet him at DavidBluck1. And he might be tempted <laughs> if he's had a couple of drinks, especially take your bets. Wild Card Weekend Saturday night. That, as he admitted last week, tends to be his one of his biggest drinking nights of the year. So if you want to oh, put some yeah. bets on yeah. Sunday be, games with him, tweet him at I'll David Blood One. Yeah, because uh, Jazz seems to be seems to be winning at life at this point with Dave's money. Yeah, we should start betting on players' weights. That's uh, that's your number. That, that is your number. I thought it was players' heights you're good at. No, he's no, he's a he's a weight man. Yeah, but it's got to be dead on. None of this kind of five pounds either. Range, side. okay. Yeah, has to be dead on. Well, we'll uh, we'll maybe get we'll them. bring that back for the Super Bowl. Maybe that'd be our little entertainment for that. Oh, that could be the 2020 off-season pod betting. <laughs> yeah, every week we have five players and see if Dave, Dave can get them. You know, when other pod- when other American <laughs> football podcasts are doing things like checking out the best players coming out of college and draft <laughs> mock drafts. It's Dave. Dave guesses weights of offensive linemen. Dave goes broke by fooling Jazz's gambling addiction by guessing weights of players. <laughs> <laughs> and bets his house. <laughs> the house always and never wins. Uh, <laughs> uh, we did have some bets um, last week uh, with our little six-team accumulators. Ooh. A another disappointing week oh, no, for I, Jazz I as he went. goes. I went uh, one, three, and two. That's right. I got two ties. Yeah, well, I'm calling that one and six. It doesn't go in the win column. Well, so. one and six is seven, so you can't add, mate. So, so okay, we'll call it one and five. I yeah, feel like this was it. my closest week in terms of it all coming down to the so wire. So what, what did you go for, Dave? You had the Bills to... I had the Bills Bills to win. I had the 49ers uh, against the Cowboys. Yeah, that was Which lost. Uh, but that was a close game. It looked like they were going to do it at one point. I, I had the Browns minus 6.5. They did that. I had the Eagles plus 6.5. They did that. I had the Vikings minus 3. They couldn't manage mm-hmm. that. And then I had the Falcons plus six, um, so that was that was a close one. I felt like at one point I was like, "How do I do this?" And then uh, it all it, didn't it all work out. came crumbling. Down. Four and two, yeah. Three and three, that is. Bills, Browns, and Eagles. Three and three. Forty nine ers lost. Vikings and Falcons didn't come off. Uh, and me and you are tied, Ollie. Yeah, and I had the Chargers and the Bills and the Colts that all came through, but the Vikings, the Patriots. And the Feeble Eagles uh, didn't, which means 90 total bets each. Jazz, how many do you think you've had right over the season? 38. Ooh, very close. 39. That that one Chargers. That screwed you out of a correct answer, the Chargers, which means they continue to screw people over even when they win games, it seems. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Dave and I are tied at 50 apiece. 50 out of 90. It's pretty good. It's not too bad. So it's the thing is, right, it's over over half. So if you bet on the games individually and you bet the same amount per game, in theory, you should be up in money. So are you telling me to bet on six games a week now? This is, it feels like you're trying to... I mean, you already bet on six games a week, you dickhead. Yeah, but individually... (laughs) 
You're trying to pull me into your vortex. You should. You're trying to pull me into your vortex. You're trying to pull me into your black hole of gambling and addiction. That if you look at it based on number of picks you've made, as long as you're over 50%, you've made money on the year. Granted, because we're putting them all together in sixes, we're unlikely to do so because to try and line those six wins up. You're trying to pull me into your vortex, Jazz. Jazz is is talking as much rubbish as he does when he hypes up the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is what we spoke about on the podcast this week about how the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't as good as everybody thinks they are. Uh, We had a very brief discussion on is Mitch Trubisky getting better as a quarterback? Uh, There's only one answer to that, and it was very quickly shouted. Um, and we ended the discussion after about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got into some of the other games coming up this week. Uh, we asked why we don't talk enough about the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, there was a very simple answer for that as well. Uh, you can listen to all of that coming up here on the podcast. Enjoy. Over the middle, picked off! Season fired, intercepted! Blitz coming. Pass is picked off! He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore, down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Just talking about history repeating itself, and do you see it at all with what happened on the weekend? Because it wasn't referenced that much of Tom Brady leading a comeback against the Falcons with a big not? lead. We were all thinking it, though. God, but, it was a, they, they talked about it on the ATN pod and then... Oh, really? The Move the Sticks pod. See, I didn't see enough memes about it or anything like that. So oh, I've I seen memes. If, oh, really? Oh, maybe I've just I've seen, seen memes. Maybe like I've the, been smart and stayed off social never, media. Never get... No, sorry. So don't stop looking at Brady if he's kind of on the bench with his head down like this. <laughs> if he's doing this, he's coming back and he's going to beat you no matter what the score Did is. Did they have two images of him then? Yep, one from the same the one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. same thing. Same thing, yeah, I same mean, score. It is kind of like, you know, you can't hurt me anymore with uh <laughs> so like but it really it really did fit like I wasn't watching it thinking yeah. like there's a problem here. All I cared about was my bet. Yeah. And um seems to be a I mean, trend of this group right now with the way a lot of things are going in the NFL. Yeah, well, some of us still have things to play for, I don't know about that. Yeah. But my team sure as hell doesn't. Yeah. My team soon won't either, so yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. Uh, well, let's get into the meat gonna, and two veg to, then. Of... Yeah, I want to get onto the Steelers. What? Well, um, Monday can you, before, night football. Before Ollie, uh, yeah, reaches into his, uh, I don't know, flamethrower bag to come at the Steelers. What did you think, Jazz? Haven't watched some of it, but I haven't actually watched the highlights, and I kind of almost refused to. I I've wouldn't. seen some of the commentary oh. on it. Okay. Um, and so I think the first eight drives, there was seven three and outs, or maybe seven three outs and a turnover. Yeah, that there was a couple of turnovers. For uh, sure. And Ben threw another two interceptions that were dropped by the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had, I think it was, thirty-eight pass attempts and generated one hundred and seventy yards over the whole of those thirty-eight pass attempts. Yeah, pretty, pretty. I would big numbers. A lot ludicrous. of those came in the last like. Oh, without question. As well. So without he was question. probably at half time. Have you got any stats on that, Ollie? What I haven't, I haven't got the half time. 70 yards or something? No, no, he was uh, net plus seven yards passing. Yeah. Oh my God. It yeah, was... so you can have the best <laughs> D in all the world. You can't overcome that no, inadequacy. But that's, that's what I. So, having. When I, before I watched the highlights, I was like, how on earth did 
that yeah, happen. I knew your offense was in a, a dip, but I was like, how could the defense let that happen? And it's because they, they just got put in awful short field positions. Yeah. I think you had a you had a fumble, you had a pick, and there was another turnover as well. And it just yeah. Mm. Just crumbled so from you turn there, the ball really. over like that, don't generate any yourself, and you give the other op- opposition offense short fields. What the hell do you expect? Ryan so. Finley shredding you up from 25 yards out, baby. That's what Ryan Finley does. Woo, and that, that touchdown run that I saw of him as well, I feel yeah, a little made bit him like, look like Josh Allen. I feel yeah. a little bit like Minka Fitzpatrick gave up on it, if I'm honest. Oh, I think he, everybody gave up on it. Uh, yeah, he yeah. had he had he just sold a it to be huge fair. Huge tunnel. Straight up the center of the field with nobody within ten yards of him for the whole of that run. Yeah. Once he bailed out, in fairness, there were points. It was a f- it was a fake though, wasn't it? it was yeah, a yeah, fake yeah. Handoff they... and and he just they just sold it really well. I think it fooled the cameraman as well. Well, in fact, it was the right so, like... it was the right call to make because the Steelers' offense uh, defense had been shutting down a very weak Bengals running attack throughout the game. I watched the game in forty today and was kind of looking over it while getting ready for Christmas and all that kind of stuff, and. Um, Every time the Bengals tried to run it, it was just smothered almost straight away, 99% of the time, yeah. which is what you've come to expect from the Steelers' defense this year. Um, there's a few things that I, that did pop out in terms of Big Ben made some bad decisions, not just with the turnovers, but the Juju Smith-Schuster fumble, um, which was initially ruled incomplete, and then they looked over it, and he made a footballing move and all that. Center of the field, right? He's got Big Ben's got two receivers dragging from the left slot position across the field. Juju's low, and I couldn't see uh, on the replay who was High. five, ten yards deeper than him. And both of the Bengals players come down on Juju for what I think is only one reason, and that's because the fucking idiot won't stop dancing on the center of the field on before the games, which is yep. giving every defense in the NFL a target for Juju <clears throat> Smith-Schuster and just kind of getting them rolled up before the game. He needs to stop this. It's getting ridiculous now, and it's actually causing problems. I don't care if it's a funny TikTok it's giving people that little competitive edge, you know, the small yep. the small things that can change games potentially. But Ben throws it to Juju with two defenders coming down on him, which means he's got a wide open receiver exactly 10 yards deeper, dead behind Juju Smith-Schuster. And when I saw it from that um, camera angle from directly behind the quarterback, and it's very much like the Madden camera angle that they've used a few times on Thursday Night Football for a whole game. Yeah. The whole time you're looking at it, you're like, well, just go over, just just throw that ball, overthrow Juju by about five yards. You'll be perfect. And that would probably be going then up the center of the field for a huge gain. It was just poor big Ben Roethlisberger mis- mistakes in his decision making. And then I had a look back at big Ben this season and kind of the numbers that he's been putting up. And I know there have been drops, but his numbers aren't great at all this year. Considering number, he's... Well, to tell you a number that is very good. He leads the like league in numbers. attempts. I'm talking, Jazz. I'm talking. So. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's how it is. Fine. Fifteenth oh, in yards, considering he leads the league in attempts. We need to mm-hmm. keep thinking about that. Uh, he's twentieth in completion percentage with sixty-five point five. Uh, he's only sixth in TDs, which is still solid. Thirty TDs. That's fine. His TD percentage, though, is thirteenth in the league, um, of five point four percent. Uh, he's got the tenth most interceptions in the league this season with ten. You can't blame that on receivers all the time. Uh, he's the 15th in first down passing, which isn't great. He's the 22nd in QB rating, uh, and he's the least sacked QB in the NFL. So although there's pressure, either like Ben's able to avoid the rush and still get these throws off, maybe no. he's under duress, 
but nope. he's not going down on these hits. So I, I don't think that looks great the, on him. He's got the quickest release in the NFL at the minute. So his average drop back and pass is like two seconds. Because all they're doing is throwing short. They're not throwing deep. They're not letting these roots develop into longer roots. So that, oh, that's what I was going to say to you there at the start. So that's the only stat that he's really leading in, of course, as well, not being sacked. Because if you're throwing the ball out quickly, you're not going to get sacked. So I think in some ways the offense has been designed around trying to keep Big Ben healthy and not hit. But at the same time, it fundamentally ruins the idea of having a deep ball. And if you can't run it, if you can't run it, what else can you do? The defense isn't going to keep looking at you saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to throw it underneath, throw it underneath. Well, well, at, the beginning of, at the beginning of the year, Jazz, they, they did, you know, when Claypool was lighting the league up with four touchdowns in three weeks or whatever, They it did seem like they had a deep ball threat and that Big Ben, you know, his arm strength was still there. That's what was kind the of field has been so exciting getting at the beginning of the shorter year. Shorter and shorter as the season's gone yeah. on. And I so can't what, what's happened then? understand Is he why that or... I just think it's they just haven't had a cohesive game plan where they can actually run the ball. And if you can't run the ball, then you can't really deep pass because you're not really working from there. So the short passing game becomes your running game. If that's all your offense is, defenses know that's what you're going to do. So they're just going to sit at 12 yards deep with all yeah. 11 men there. And that squeezes the field on you and makes it much more short and confined. So trying to find space in 12 yards where all your receivers are running in that space makes it very difficult. I do think that him and Philip Rivers are seeing who can be the least mobile quarterback in the NFL right now. <laughs> yeah, but Philip Rivers has a balanced offense and receivers that aren't dropping catches and has actually been fairly accurate this season. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, ri- it's not yeah, like I Rivers, Rivers has gone... not look pretty at all. No, no, but Rivers just, has I'm gone better and better, hasn't it? Just, they just, they both look so wildly slow. Yeah, they look their age. Yeah. In the same way that Drew Brees looked his age this weekend as well, coming back into that yeah. Saints offense and like couldn't throw a deep ball, and it's just holding. I mean, his ribs probably weren't healed as well; didn't help. But I mean, we haven't seen him throw a deep ball that well this season, the whole year. I mean, mm-hmm. you can say the same thing with Tom Brady, and everybody's already been quite uh, quick to get down and damn Brady's long ball this season. These old guys, like they are, just pushing it that little bit too much at the moment. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Juju stopped dancing. Uh, it's definitely a fumble. It's I agree with ridiculous. that. I think Tom has to have a word with him because it just all it does is fire the other team up further. You just don't need to give people more. Especially in a divisional ammunition. game. Uh, yeah. Like, it's already a heated rivalry anyway. The Bengals mm-hmm. have got nothing to play for except upsetting the Steelers, which is kind mm. of enough juice anyway going into this game. Yeah. And now it opens up the idea that perhaps it might this might be a loss for the Steelers that knocks them off the top of the AFC North when it comes to the end of the season because if they lose Possibly, against the Colts the Browns in the next the two Browns, games that's yeah. how how out. worried about that are you Jazz for me I don't really care cuz I don't think we're going to be the one seed anymore anyway so from that point of view it's in the playoffs or not so as long as we get into the playoffs which we go into because we've already secured a playoff berth from that point of view I'm not too concerned I'm more concerned about playoff week 1 whether we're going to get absolutely um humped and dumped to be honest don't, well, don't you think I'm, that it would help if the players were at their own facility in the build-up to that first game and i still think that even though they don't have crowds that the home field advantage just for teams being settled especially in the nerves of the playoffs a little bit I, travel, I don't know. do you think it will help i still don't think it makes a big difference the home field advantage still even with just a little get, bit there's a handful of fans in the stands but not but, much you yeah. know but not about enough to make it really worthwhile but these games are going to be so tight; it, it does feel like a, just a few percentage points. I don't know. I yeah, think it's but a I, thing. I feel like I if our offense performs like that, though, there's not going to be a tight game at all. We'll get smashed, well, and that's it. Yeah. I think also from a defensive point of view, <laughs> having lost Devin Bush as a big loss, 
Robert Spillane that came in for him actually played really, really well. I was really enjoying watching him play. Then he went down. So we're starting to lose more of it. And Bud Debris went down as well. So we've lost quite a few yeah. of our key defensive cogs, which doesn't help at all. Now, I'm not trying to blame injuries because all teams have got to face them. But I think that also slows the defense down quite a bit. And when if you know that TJ Watt's coming from this side and Dupree is no longer there and the guy, Highsmith, who's replaced him isn't really up to standard yet, you can shift all your protection across to Watt and even triple team him and not much is going to come through the middle. Even with the first Cam Hayward and Stefan Tuitt are very good, but are they always going to be double teamed or always get through? Hard question. Do you think we've overhyped this Steelers off uh, defense though? Uh, like injuries no. obviously come into it. Okay, so I do. Um, so I had a look at the outside of the division record that they faced. Mm-hmm. So teams excluding, obviously, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens. And the Ra- Ravens. And Pittsburgh's opposition stacks up at 51-74-1 this season. Now, when you look at the teams that they've played, the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, uh, the Cowboys, the Jags, uh, and Washington. Class and easy. The slate. QB list on that alone is shocking. Daniel Jones... Jeff Driscoll was in for the Broncos in that game uh, for the majority of it. Uh, Deshaun Watson. They kept it close. Carson Garbage Wentz. (laughs) Garrett Gilbert for Dallas. Uh, Jake Luton for the Jags. And Alex Smith coming back from his very ropey uh, year. Now, there are games that stand out for me of being good with this Steelers team, right? The Titans are basically the second best offense in the league in pretty much everything. Um, that was an impressive win. It's a terrible defense in Tennessee, but it was a, it's a very good win. Beating the Browns when they had OBJ, I think, is different to what they'll face at the end of this season. We'll because, find out, won't we? because I think in the same way that Wayne Rooney for England made England at times a poorer side playing international games because the outlet was, oh, just give it to Wayne. I think the Browns suffered in that way with OBJ. Because they just got, so, oh, panic mode, third and long. Just give it to OBJ, he'll do something. Throw it up. And now they've got two great running backs that they can rely on to grind teams down. And they don't feel like, Baker Mayfield doesn't feel like he has to force it to OBJ every single time to A, keep his arrogance down, and B, to, like, that's the outlet, that's the safe route. The, the spread of the ball has been better in Cleveland over the last few games. Now, you look at... <laughs> things like the QBR ratings of the quarterbacks that they've faced this year, including the ones uh, that they've taken on, right? So just to put this into perspective, the oh, these guys so deep. Average, it really has, yeah. The average <clears throat> QB rating, and this is QB rating, which is out of like 146.0 is the maximum that you can get. The average QB rating of the QBs that they've faced this year, Daniel Jones, Jeff Driscoll, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, uh, Garrett Gilbert, Joe Burrow, Jake Luton, Alex Smith, Josh Allen, and Ryan Finley comes to 81.6, which is low. However, only five QBs that they've faced have been above the average. All of the others have been well below it. Those five QBs being Mayfield, Tannehill, uh, Jackson, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. Their win ratio for this season is for every loss, 1.07. So it's not a good win ratio. Uh, and the TD to inter- interception ratio is for every interception, there's 2.2 TDs. In their career stats, taking into, <laughs> taking into <laughs> account that Eli Manning's career QBR is, is 84 point... He's taking that red pill and he's going down the rabbit hole. Eli Manning's QBR is 84.1. The average QBR of all of those QBs in their whole careers put together 
83.8. So on average, all of their careers combined are worse than Eli Manning's. You can't uh, spell elite without Eli, mate. Two Super Bowl rings, so whatever. <laughs> oh, now he turns back, you scumbag. <laughs> you piece of rat nothing. Uh, <laughs> God, yes. And also, when you... Can, you've got to record that. Can you have that as a drop oh. to just remind him of that? <laughs> and also, when you take Desperate times. the win-loss of Amen. every single person that they've played this year so far, including divisional opponents, it's still 85 to 108 to 3. It hasn't been the hardest of schedules, and it's, no one ever said it, it was. It has been. Did anyone a, say it was a difficult schedule? No, and it was overlooked a little bit when they went to ten wins, and then people started looking at ten wins and what was further ahead, and were like, "Oh, actually, like they probably should beat like the Bengals and the Jags, and yeah, okay." And you look back, they've had such an easy season this year, playing a the NFC East, uh, b like. The only winning rec- sides with winning records that they've played outside the division have been the Titans and the Bills. Yep. It's it's a Steelers team. What did I say it, at the start of the season? If it hadn't won so many games at the beginning of the year... 12-4. and four. It's And it's only the schedule Win one that game, it. lose one game, 12-4. and four. And I think in playoff football and the next two weeks, we're actually going to see... This, this week, for me, is more of a benchmark than anything that's gone before against the Colts. I agree. Because I think these next this, two games this be the is best, now to see tests. if... Well, they're both playoff games, the next two games, yeah. because both those teams will be in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. so now we, we really have to see what we can them. do. And Tomlin can hopefully tell everyone to buck their ideas up and get going. And if not, and we get trounced both times, well, that's just a, a show of what's going to happen in the third week when it's going to be us going out in the first round. Oh, and the other ones, the other stuff I had was uh, when you look at total yardage, um, there are one, two, three, four... Five of their opponents <laughs> this season have been uh, in worse than the top 20, uh, low in the top 20. And when you look at turnovers that the offensives have had, of the offenses that they've faced, there okay. is only one team inside the top 10 of fewest turnovers in the league, and that's the Titans. Everybody else is 11th or way lower 32 uh the broncos 21 the giants 28 the eagles 30th in uh, dallas 26 in the jags 23 in washington 22 with the bills like these teams are giving teams the ball they've had okay. such an easy schedule that Ollie, i don't believe this spent Steelers a bit deep. more time on your fancy selection this week <laughs> rather than this research then maybe, maybe i wouldn't, wouldn't be, be so playoffs. yeah maybe i wouldn't be so Incredibly out. disappointed in you. I'm, Cooper Cup against say, Cooper Cup against the Jets was the right call. Cooper Cup against the Jets was the right call over Jarvis Landry against the Giants. It was, but clearly he wasn't. got banged. Yeah, clearly wasn't. Now you don't get Mayfield all that, Mounds so. got a throw to someone. Yeah, I know. Turns out Jarvis Landry's the answer. Well, I was I was going to pick up Baker Mayfield for next week. But to Meadow baby, if, if the final had been me, I was going to try and get Browns players. <laughs> but yeah, um, interesting. Anyway, I must say. Um, I think I speak for both Dave and I here. That, that level of analysis and statistics work is actually very impressive. It, it's, it's it speaks to a man who hasn't had anything yeah. else to do today. <laughs> it feels like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it does feel like a twenty twenty um, thing to do to go I, on a deep I dive. It. And it, it's also uh, 
I know you probably weren't kind of just addressing it to Jazz, but to the wider NFL. Felt a little bit like it was just it sour did... grapes coming at me. Nah, it's mainly yeah. mainly at you, Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I think Ollie's just kind of happy that like the Steelers are coming back to the pack a little bit because our two teams have been garbage. No, you know. So it's like, what inspired yeah, it. He's just trying to. He's just trying to he's drag trying to you into bring it like, down. the mud pit. He's trying to flip that shit and then suffocate you in the mud. What inspired it was <laughs> the fact that um, basically. I haven't been convinced. And we, when we were discussing about talking about the Steelers earlier in the year when they were unbeaten and it was like, oh, wow, they're such a good side. Like, oh, they're still unbeaten. That's amazing. And I think both you and I, uh, well, all of us said, like the eye test, though, you never believe in the Steelers. You never go into the week thinking, oh, that's going to be an absolute boshing that they're going to put on somebody for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And then when you go and look through those stats, you're like, ah, that's why. And it kind of all just links up with what you've seen and then what you read as opposed to just reading the scoreline and oh Chase Claypool had that big game and things like that. When you go back and look at other slightly more telling features, like the turnover one for me is amazing. That there's they're only playing one... down to teams is the fundamental the issue. And then when they're not they're playing against good teams, granted against the Ravens when Lamar Jackson was there in I can't remember which week eight I think it was. Could be wrong about that in terms of which week it was, but they played very well. Very lucky to win that game in the end. The defence bailed them out but a lot of those games it came down that to Cowboys game as well yeah it oh, came down to Minka geez. Fitzpatrick picking off people in the end zone at the end of the game but this is That's but this is why I think down to. we're overhyping the Steelers defense a little bit because the stats do look great when you just look at their defense but when you look at the teams they've played it's like well you should have very good stats against these these teams mm-hmm. that you're playing like it should rack up to being a good a good defense That's fair so and I, I just know, wonder it, 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 they need to show up in the in the last two weeks, don't they? Or it's all or or do nothing in the last two weeks, but show up in the playoffs. I'd happily take two more losses and then go for. Th- what about? Wins. But psychologically, if you lost the division now to the Browns, then if you go into if you go into the playoffs January, on a anyway. five game losing streak, it's yeah. not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, isn't, isn't is, it like it's not how you, know, you it's not how you start; it's how you finish. That's always exactly. the mantra in the NFL. And I think he's and, panicking inside yeah. on it because this seems like Jazz is always quite a kind of calm guy. But uh, well, I, feel I mean, like I, this is a mask. Right I'm waiting now. for that. Yeah, but we, we lost Bobby Snell. And I, 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 James Conner has been struggling with an injury. I'm waiting for like those it's excuses. Benny Snell, not Bobby Snell. Well, get it right. Don't care. The guy, Bobby Benny, he sucks. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, the guy is 45th in yards per attempt out of the yeah, 50 no, that uh, are rated the on the whole NFL, offense. Isn't uh, running very well. It's not down to just the running back. It's down to the blocking. It's down to the scheming. It's down to everything. Yeah, the running game, game is planning. atrocious. And I, I remember, yeah. hey, look, Jazz. All I'm saying is something don't snell right all right uh, mm. <laughs> i like yeah, that yeah. i like that yeah <laughs> i got you wilson i got you. got you big ben's having a bad season by his standards the yep. offense is getting shorter and shorter there's no running game and the defense yep. is keeping them in game the running game very, is the short passing game and and the defense the has kept them game. in game has won them games against very bad sides yep so we'll see what happens when they take on the colts that have seemingly gone from strength to strength this weekend but or they show up and realise that it's a decent team and they play very well. Yeah. That could be what for, happened. For the uh, happened, for happened. the neutrals, uh, it would be amazing if you went into the last week against the Browns because week seventeen yeah. tends to be really bad mm. and like That'd be as game we of talked the week. about, yeah, uh, well, it'd be question. one of the games of the year. Like as we talked about last week when we like already my playoff predictions are already buggered <laughs> with the Vikings losing yeah. and the Dolphins winning, <laughs> but like. Um, as we were talking about last week, 
you know, the kind of AFC and NFC pictures are kind of fairly well-rounded already. By week 17, it's all going to kind of be dead. Um, so it would be great if something was up. Oh, and grabs. the Rams losing too changes everything. Doesn't oh, it? my <laughs> goodness. What? So should we just have a quick word it about that one? Some, yeah. so remember, it changes some money remember, as well. uh, Remember I said to you, Dave, um, last time we recorded, the Jets yeah. will win a game. No, they won't. They'll win a game. They definitely won't. I, I wouldn't be so, like, how... Yeah, how can you be like prescient about that though? You didn't think it was going to come against the Rams, did you? Well, I, th- I thought it was going to come out one of these three games. Yeah. So yeah. I I had one of three games. That to go was with. still what you would have had to have had. It was like, punch. My, it was my bet here was punchy. I was offered that bet. It was punchy, but you should have gone yeah. double or nothing, sure, because you you yeah. were pretty much betting with house money. Turns out, <laughs> I got your money again. Well, I feel like I got off lightly. I think yeah, you, I think you, 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 I think you really I was like, did. I, think I was within might. a cunt hair of, uh, of going all I, in. I on actually that, thought so. that yeah. was when I when I said, like, why don't you do double or nothing on that? And I was like, that's actually really good for Dave. Like, that could very easily save him all the money. Like, yeah. Yeah. win a win a chicken dinner. Oh, man. So uh, there we are. The lunch gets bigger and bigger, Jazz. We're going to end up going. it might be a dinner at this point now. I think we're going to end up going to like the Savoy for lunch and then the Ritz for dinner yeah. or something. Or maybe some kind of combo, whatever Ritz for afternoon tea and then go to the Savoy for dinner. Uh, I mean, yeah. Dave's got to get a, a train, bit, uh, you know. Well, that's, too, uh, I mean, that's just a whole day, isn't it? Yeah. Or yeah. if you want to be kind of. I'd just rather like tea at the. Ri- I don't know. Like, or we could, have to we hold could hands go or, and get something a like uh, a Burger King. And then go bowling. <laughs> I, re- I really thought you were going to... It's gonna... 80 quid, mate. We can we spend 80 pounds however we like, can't we? Of course, you've got to spend 80 pounds as well to make it officially a day out. But we can use that 80 pounds <laughs> in lots of different ways. I was thinking that you were going to say... That's a lot of Burger King. We should... Oh, yeah. That's what you're thinking, isn't and it? And lots you're of bowling. Thinking, like, volume. Lots of bowling. We should... That was a weird twist. You... We went from the Savoy to... Burger King uh, and bowling. Temp bowling. I was expecting Hippodrome. I was expecting you to say, let's get Burger King in a casino. So then Dave can gamble <laughs> more money. House money. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And you're playing with nothing. Like, that would be great. I would forget the uh, the Burger King or, like, get one meal at Burger King and then play with, like, 70, we'll nice 75 somewhere. quid at, at the Hippodrome. On the, uh, oh, 80 well, pounds, this is a very nice we'll dinner see. each. Yeah. yeah. Well, I assume Ollie's going to come along to this, but he's going to have to pay for himself now. That's cool. Hopefully I'll win this yeah. week in my bets and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, if you'd won in fancy, then and in fairness, maybe I would have paid yeah. for you as well. I'm spending no. five well, no, pounds a week on my bets for these bets, as opposed to one pound. How much? Eighty-five pounds. Jeez, yeah, five pounds. That makes sense. Yeah. But over a over a season, it's not five pounds. Over jazz. a course of a season, <laughs> no, for the podcast, you spend bets way pounds. more than that. You spend I put a couple of one pound bets extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here it goes. Where's that the decimal? Podcast bets for the podcast bets is five pounds a week. Times by seventeen is eighty-five pounds. So in fairness, all the bets I've won off you, Dave, means I've only really lost five pounds this year. It's still disappointing okay. that we've lost that much money this year, though. Ugh, it's not gone yeah, well. It's not um, ideal. Not gone well, and I feel like I was saying before you got on jazz to Ollie that I feel I'm just on tilt now. That I really don't trust my bets now. I need, I kind of need the end of the season to come so I can refresh, reset, grind in the off get ready for the playoffs, get my head, get my head straight, and then. Uh, well, it was this week last year hard. that I uh, I won my. 196 pounds to one bet god you are Ooh. dining out on that for 12 months aren't you unbelievable <laughs> i will dine out that and I, oh, that's not even english i'll dine out on that until i win another one ollie yeah i know you're just going to become like an arsenal and you're going to be dying out on nothing because you've won nothing <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm happy to accept it rather than living off former glories jazz right. uh i would like to ollie you're going to be like basically than nothing you're going to be starving over there really you, you're not getting a lunch that i'm going to pay for yeah. 
You haven't you haven't made any bets with Jazz. No, no. So you're not going to get any money off him. You and uh, you know now you're you're not winning any podcast I've, bets I've for two. I've got years, a lot so. of humble pie to eat when it comes to Josh Allen. I think. <laughs> yes, he does. Because he looks very good. Uh, Although, again, I still there's think one play where he he was getting sacked on his way down. There's... He flips it out. And I know, but those mistakes are getting it. less and less, and the splash plays are getting more and more. <laughs> He looks really. I good. don't think there has been a QB that has benefited off a great wide receiver coming into a team like Josh Allen has. I truly yeah, think we would yeah. have more mistakes of last year's ilk if they didn't have Stefan Diggs and the relationship those two have got together, and the fact that Allen seems to know that he can fling it, and Diggs just has the pace to get there still at the moment. Like, yeah, it's. It's not quite chalk and cheese. As you say, you know, he opened the season with that play against the Jets on red zone. You're like, oh, look, Josh Allen's back to his normal thing, like pitching it away as he goes down. It still happens. There's still some pretty poor throws in there every so often, but they are fewer and further between. And he is, they are really fun to watch the Bills. They are really yeah. cool. If they had a slightly better running game as well, I'm not that... That's the thing, isn't it? There's not much of a running game. I think Josh Allen is the most of the running game, to be honest. Well, there's the worry of... He, he looks... Um, there's the worry of Allen's like, movement uh, and then the, the dovetail of Diggs and Beasley. I mean, Beasley's just a great underneath threat. Beasley's the new Cooper Cup for the Buffalo Bills of what he was the last few seasons. Just little drag routes from the slot that is an easy check down for Allen if yeah. Diggs you eight points in and double fantasy championship. Well, no, no that, that'll, fancy playoffs, sorry. that'll be Beasley in the next two seasons, I think, if we're going by like how long it takes. Because oh, okay. Cup, Cup was stellar for like two, three seasons and then dropped off this year. Um, I um, I can't remember who, who said it on the ATN pod, but uh, I think it might have been Wesley. But he compared him to Cam Newton when he was in his uh, good. MVP year. And he, look, he does look like that. Like the size of him when he runs... How decisive he is when he does take off. He's like, got more speed as well. Yeah, and he's a little bit faster. He's obviously not as physical as Cam Newton because he's ridiculous. But they do kind of, and when you think about it, you're like, yeah. Like when Cam had an arm and he was flinging it around as well in that 2015 year, like it does remind me of that. He looks, yeah, he looks legit. If they go deep into the, just going back to what you're saying about Diggs, if they go deep into the playoffs in January now, that is looking like one of the best trades of the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great move. It's just killed it. Exactly exactly what they needed. And if they can get, if they can improve that run game. I mean, there, there is a good chance. I think on the Bills on any day can be a tough problem for any team. They've got a yep. solid enough defense. They've got a, a pretty good secondary. Um, and I like Milano and Edmonds at middle linebacker as well. I think they're very good. And their offense is explosive enough. It, it's it's completely usurped by like the explosive nature of the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. But the the Bills do do what good sides do, which is they trample over poor teams like they did with the Denver Broncos this week. Um, and they do it in an enjoyable manner. It's it, they're they're a good team to like anyway because they're such mm-hmm. a great traditional <laughs> side. They got and the fans are great. Great fans, great kits. The fans are great. Great, great coach. Old, great old stadium. Great coach. He looks like Bill Burr, doesn't he? Sean McDermott. Yeah, really does. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that the weekend. Like I was like, hey, he looks like Bill Burr. Um, and then they've they've got a fun team. Like they're just a. a it's nice to see them win the AFC East. Very nice. Yeah. to see them win the. I AFC would East. agree with that. It's nice to see them have another playoff berth as well. Yeah, 
Um, anything else happy. from because we are pretty close to the weekend as we're recording on the going Tuesday. back to that and thing on the terms of um, wide receivers making a big difference to a quarterback. I think also DeAndre yeah. Hopkins and Kyler Murray. Yeah, because Kyler That's Murray's not very good at thing. throwing, as you see, like thirty well, percent <laughs> of the time on his throws. But if he throws to Hopkins, then it's okay because he just adjusts. That's my point. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Like <laughs> Murray's half of Murray's throws are so inaccurate, and then the ones that go to Hopkins, he's just got the ability to he just make catches it all of them. Yeah, the strength was it Hopkins? The strength. Yeah, yeah. Of the that. way he catch, catches it and gets it in one hand and then falls down, and it he's was... got the DB like hitting the ball all over as he's going down in the yeah. end zone, and he still holds yeah. onto it. Absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't believe that when I watched it. Ridiculous, like a vice. Yeah. Well, he expected the uh, the Cardinals to beat the Eagles. At least they put up a fight. Um, a very good. Yeah, fight. tell me about Jalen Hurts. That's a good segue. What you've seen? We've seen uh, two games from him. What are your What are your thoughts? Wentz are you starting to be, be able back to f- up? Let's get to Wentz after that as well. I want to hear that opinion. Um, yeah. So I don't want to. I'm not. Tell I'm not. I'm not excited me. about Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I, you know, the numbers he put up were great. Obviously, um, well, almost 400 yards. Uh, he had seven fumbles though in two games. Well, he's and to be honest, that was what he did almost every play he came in before he was the starting QB. They brought him in on these like uh, wildcat formations and things like that. Yeah. And every time he came in, I think he was something like every two and every one play, there was a fumble either on the snap or the handoff or something like that. I mean, his ball handling skill is absolutely <coughs> terrible. So I don't like that. Um, I think what you're seeing from Philadelphia is a team of players that got, I don't know if they were tired of Wentz, as opposed to a team of what? But like, no, but like a team of players that maybe they, I don't want to s- speculate on like locker room rubbish or anything like that. I'm sure they would have played for Wentz just as hard as they play for Jalen Hurts. Oh, okay, sorry. But like, yeah. there does seem to just be a more excitable energy around the team when Hurts is in at the moment on that offense. Yeah. You know, it's great. Um, but I don't, I don't look at Jalen Hurts and think there's something special here yet. I'm, I'm not getting excited about him. Because there's still a lot of errant throws. There's still a lot of mistakes. I mean, the numbers look great until you look at things like the completion percentage this week, um, which is like just over 50%, if that. So it's, I did have a couple of Hail Marys in there, too, so it doesn't help it. Yeah, but they were um, they were bad Hail Marys. They were bad decisions by the coaching staff to run the first Hail Mary uh, deep out. One of the few things that Talib said correctly on that call was run a deep out first if you can or fling it long but have that option there and instead they just threw a Hail Mary down the center of the field and again and, and the same with the second one they would and they were the first one was so far to the back of the end zone that there was no chance for like a pat down and somebody grabs it or anything like that which is yeah. almost inevitably going to happen unless you've got Hopkins playing at receiver uh, the mobility is there and is great as long as he can hold on to the ball that's fine um it's something different in Philadelphia. It's a change that needed to be made. It should have been made. Oh, yeah. Should have been made far earlier. Yeah, especially given how they're looking now. If you change them four weeks earlier, probably winning the division. Yeah, I mean ifs and buts, but but yeah, I mean I don't rate the Cardinals that much. So going toe to toe with Arizona is fine, except they lean yeah, on they beat Hopkins the Saints the, the week time. before though. Yeah, and I'm starting to worry about them a bit they're just very on and off again if the if the cardinals do get into the playoffs i could see them getting waxed pretty hard yeah there's there's they're 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 a fun team to watch without much substance whereas the bills are fun and have the substance to kind of back it up as yeah yeah but they're probably you know the cardinals are probably a couple of years away from being a potential powerhouse so you've got to give them time haven't you what what would you so the rest of this obviously you could still win the east which would be great 
what would you want to see in those last two games from Hertz for you to get a bit excited in the off season? I don't know. Uh, well, a better arm. I mean, that's what I want to see from all quarterbacks is I want to see... I don't care about QB's ability to run unless it's extending a play or last-ditch variety kind of mm-hmm. running. That's why Russell Wilson, to me, is my favourite QB to watch who's mobile because it's throw first and then move and, and not the other yep. way around. You're not making plays off the legs first. That was always a problem that Vic had in Atlanta is that they based, suddenly changed the offence to being based around his mobility. You want the guy who's throwing the ball to be able to throw it as the number one thing. So I want to see more accuracy. Um, yeah, and a bit more composure as well. And that, that will come with experience, hopefully. But I'm not, yeah. but I'm not thinking that like, ooh, we've got something here. I'm thinking, ah. Yeah, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to know, isn't it, I guess. And it depends what you guys do in the off-season. You know, if another team wants to have a reclamation project with Wentz or not. It's expensive reclamation um, project. So expensive. It's not I mean, even I like assume... upcycling. That's that's having to take <laughs> to... someone's yeah. like Lamborghini and thinking, no, I just want to spray it black. Carson Wentz's to agent saying that Carson Wentz is unhappy with the situation in Philadelphia. Like, that is a slap in the face to every single Eagle, Eagles fan this year. Who As is... if they haven't given him enough rope oh, did you? at this stage. Oh, is it... Should we have waited until you Let's were sacked some more. 60 times? 60, 60 sacks we were looking for rather than 50. Is that what we were saying, Carson? Yes, I couldn't believe that. He hasn't even He's finished his season. He's been the most disappointing player in the, in the whole of the NFL. Yep, maybe, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's a I that's a so. really big claim, but I wouldn't I think, disagree with I think it. It's in, terms of where, in terms NFC's of where, player, certainly for, sure. for me, from where I thought that he would be, I thought he had a good year last year. He was great last and, year. He was the reason yeah. why the Eagles won games. And game. he's... Yeah, and his ceiling from what we saw when he had that kind of half a season before he got injured, when he was in the MVP conversation, his ceiling before that injury was like. But that was, I mean, that was like f- really, really elite. way like more than half. Pro. Way more than half MVP a season. Yeah. That was like a 14, 13 game a season. Le- 12 it was, yeah. Because we had yeah. we had so he falls was... in for the last two games of the year, which balls it up. But it was, yeah, it was really deep into the season that Wentz went down. Yeah. Yeah, so to see a player of that like potential and who's proven it over like a long period of time to be this bad this season is like pretty nuts. And th- I can't I'm I can't think of like I'm trying to think of comparisons for other QBs where it's been like and people were talking people there was some buzz about the Eagles before the season this year. A lot of people were picking them to win the East. I think we were. We're all I, three I was or- picking them until 3 weeks ago. I think I said the Cowboys actually before the season, but it was like a toss-up between the two of them. Yeah. Um, and look where we are. It's just so on I that topic of most disappointing player. I think Ezekiel Elliott yeah. for me isn't because I never expect much from him. But I think from a point of view of the rest of the league, I think he would also be in that well, most. The, the fact Tony Pollard player. comes in and like be was in the really good this weekend. Absolutely. But, but QBs, it's just so visible, isn't it? Like you can hide Zeke's performance behind yep. the rest of that team being terrible. Well, and you're lauding, as but you like, say, you're looking at that Eagles side that won the Super Bowl and thinking, well, there's, they probably could have done what they did with Wentz in because they were that good because he was that good that year. You, yeah. And that that will potentially be up for debate and ifs and buts. But, you know, you were not displeased with what you saw from Carson Wentz that year and you thought you had made the perfect pick in the draft in trading up to go and get him. Yes. Last, and go back to, last go year, you looked at a team that every single offensive part around him fell, 
and Wentz was the guy that put everything on his back and dragged them through and still almost yeah. won a playoff game as well against Seattle. Like It, it yeah. wasn't yeah. like a blowout or anything, which is what it was expected to be with how mm-hmm. depleted they were. And admittedly, Wentz obviously uh, goes out and Josh McCown comes in and that's a nice little sob story for um, all or nothing. But yeah, it's just the fall from grace, I think you might be right, has been so dramatic with Carson Wentz Except for the f- the only thing that I have is that I've always been more negative on Carson Wentz than everybody else because I always look at his bad plays and really judge them quite harshly. Like the yeah, the th- you're ahead of the curve a little th- bit on this trend. The throwing yeah. away of the game against Tennessee uh, two years ago, uh, like late on in the fourth quarter and stuff, and there were just there were moments like that where you're like, well, why why are you making such reckless mistakes when you're so good? so often you've got to have this mistake problem in you but the fall from grace this year and this is why i suddenly there were all the rumors two three years ago about people are more Foles fans than wentz fans in the locker room and he doesn't integrate well and things like that and the more i've watched press conferences as i've said the more i think he saves things to sound like a qb rather than actually believing them Mm -hmm. himself and then the way the team is playing around jalen hurts it is a backs up a little bit. It is a better team yeah. when Hertz is in there instead of Wentz. Like yeah. there's a, th- there might be a thing that players are just instinctively. They may not even really realize they're doing it, but they might be thinking like, "Well, we like this guy." I don't like Carson. He's kind of a dick. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you're kind of a dick, Carson. Yeah. Like, oh, ginger um, balls. You off to the yeah. dick meeting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> going uh, going oh, back wow. to the thing you said, by the way, Dave about. QBs having a good season and falling off a cliff and not doing very well afterwards. I think yeah. it also possibly put Jared Goff into that bracket as well. Because the year they went to the uh, Super Bowl, that offense was absolutely singing and Goff was there. Yeah, but thanks to... orchestrating. McVeigh was doing it all. But he's not been doing it very well ever since. But I think we've yeah. always realized that's, that's that Jared not, Goff That's not quite is... true, Jazz, because last, last year he did have stretches where... Last year when looked stretches. like he was... He, uh, no, um, Goff had stretches. No, no, I'm saying, but Wentz had stretches too. Yeah, but we're talking, but but this year Wentz has just been terrible, basically oh, yeah. from the start till now until he's got benched. Whereas Goff has kind of been. I'm what just he saying, was Goff. Goff, yeah, got yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Goff can string games together, and I still think like his accuracy when he was on when he had that year when they went to the Super Bowl and they were rolling, his accuracy was so so good on some of those balls. Yes, he was like, he's not, you can say that he's being controlled like a video game player and that it's all about the coaching, but like his ability to be able to deliver a ball in the right place was really special and it put him right at the top of the league. He doesn't, he seems to have kind of lost that accuracy and I don't know if that's down to the receivers pulling back a little bit and the offensive line not being as good. Is that Goff you're talking about there? Goff, yeah. Well, uh, the thing with Goff is a losing Brandon Cooks to stretch the play, so it's a more congested field that they operate in. Losing the running uh, and, game, and yeah, as well. and B when they went to the Super Bowl, everyone feared Todd Gurley, and yeah. amazingly yeah. feared ended up fearing C.J. Anderson when he kind of took the reins after Gurley's injury as well. So you had to play honest. So Goff had more time, and you saw in that Super Bowl against the Patriots that the Patriots said, "Well, we don't care about the run game. We're gonna go and get Goff." And he was under a lot of pressure during that game. He was hurried. He had a pocket collapsing around him a lot of time. Donta Hightower was excellent in that, and uh, Carl Van Noy as well was awesome in that Super Bowl and getting through. And um, and they produced nothing because Goff under pressure is if he's got time, yeah. he can throw a really sweet ball. 
And that's what you've kind of seen from Goff the whole time. And McVeigh's been very good at creating time for him. Yeah. But with like a three-headed backfield where... And I know a lot of analysts were kind of giving that love a couple of weeks ago. They found like three really good running backs. And I don't ever buy into, personally, when I watch them, like, ooh, watch out for the Rams' run game. And, and the Jets handled them so easily this week. I mean, it was really... Both times when they've gone into the Meadowlands, when the Giants were performing really badly at the beginning of the season, and, and then playing the Jets, sorry, this, um, like both teams from New York, have been at some of their worst times, although maybe the Jets have got a little better than earlier in the year, obviously. Well, we just don't know who the Rams are, like you said on our yeah. Messenger, like, Every who week, are you? Who are because, they? well, they, they just have, like, they have, just going back to the original point that Jazz was saying about bringing Goff into the conversation, you know, for QBs falling off a cliff. He's just like, he just goes missing in games, mm. like absolutely missing. But it seems and like, like Wentz has gone missing for a whole season. season. Like oh. it is just a completely, and just like, so taking it full circle, like Wentz in the off season is a team and a really good coach, maybe like a Bill Belichick going to look at his past stuff like we are and think this guy's ceiling is here and he's been playing like, basement level can we like you know am i good enough can i be the one to like pull him is back he, to those is heights? he the six million dollar man we can rebuild him make him stronger yeah faster. i don't Who, know which team do you think would take him i've got one in mind well i mentioned bill belichick so maybe the patriots would be open for but ollie i don't know any? Well, the jacksonville jaguars need something instead of they got the number one pick baby yeah yeah that yeah they're gonna take trevor yeah. lawrence and move to london stupid jets Idiots. Idiots. Yeah. Idiots. So I think Indianapolis is a very good shout because Philip Rivers doesn't look brilliant. He's old. Whoa, he might as well retire. What about Jacoby? And then you can put Reich back together with Wentz. Mm. And Wentz plays best football under Reich. Yeah, that's true. Um, the difference is, though, is that a lot mm. of Wentz's problems haven't necessarily just been like things like play calling. For me, Wentz's ability to hold on to the ball for an infinite infinite amount of time is disgusting his inability that scheming as well though because the scheme of the roots isn't correct for him possibly possibly um i mean if you look at going back again for wonderful examples of adam gase being useless but Tannehill under gase there was useless and in tennessee now it looks like a world beater yeah yeah but also also went the other thing with Wentz this year as i've said is that he's like throwing to the wrong shoulders of receivers as well even when he's not under pressure you know he seems to be doing everything he's just he's just been very bad and if he can meet up with frank reich again and do something in indianapolis then fair like i don't wish harm on him the guy basically took us to the super bowl and then you know nick Foles steps in and polishes that job off nicely you know but yeah it's He's a bad quarterback that needs to be taken yeah. out of Philadelphia. It feels like it's, Philadelphia is it does a feel like toxic, it's done, doesn't it? toxic place for him to be in. Yeah. He's not going to win them back over again, particularly after this week and the comments of like, oh, I'm unhappy. You're unhappy. Yeah. We've had 14 weeks of being unhappy, mate. Like, yeah. I, th- I think the agent's really stirring the pot up to try and either force the Eagles' hands or well, to try and find out which teams are in. It's a dangerous game, though, because there's, yeah. not, there's not many, there's not enough teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks in the offseason, I think. I agree. That you're going to be I will trade, able to play... trade Carson Wentz to the Detroit Lions that are looking for a QB if they were looking to move on from Matt Stafford, and I will take the end of Matt Stafford's career in Philadelphia. I will make that trade. That would make you very I happy. I will be 100% happy with that. What would that trade look like? Great. 
<laughs> would it just be would it just be a That'd straight swap? A straight swap. I, I essentially, be well, if the Lions are desperate to sell and we're. I, the, I did wonder if the agent was actually helping out Philadelphia. If Carson is saying that it's the situation in Philly that's the problem, that takes yeah. the pressure off him, but that helps the Eagles move him on because teams will be like, well, maybe it isn't Carson being bad. Maybe it's the place and the environment he's in and it doesn't yeah. work. I do see, see through I think that, he's though. flushing suitors out. I think he's just trying to see who's nibbling at that, who gets phone calls to him and who then says, yeah, yeah, we'll take him. Yeah. Find out what they want. But again, they're so savage that we're even talking also, about Derek... the idea of Wentz leaving when he's in like year two, two of, like of a, a stupidly four, hell, yeah. five-year extended contract. Like, yeah. it's so nuts. Yeah, you pay, I can't believe this pay year. stupid money. It's one of the most surprising make things. Make stupid decisions, yeah. yeah. Um, I think COVID might beat that slightly, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> One <laughs> uh, just one of the other things I was thinking of um, this week when uh, I was watching Red Zone and everything. We don't talk about Kansas City almost at all on this show. Because they're just wrong. What is there to say that hasn't been said before? And Kansas don't really get spoken about like outside of, oh, they're winning again. Uh, it's, it's almost expected. Yeah. It's almost like because we're all waiting for them to win. The, we're all waiting for them to win the Super Bowl. It's kind of like we're talking about the AFC playoff picture. And we're like, oh, who's going to go? Is it going to be the Packers? Is it going to be the Saints in the NFC? But we all know how this story. Which ends. team gets to lose to Kansas City in the AFC Championship yeah. game? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's teams that could threaten them, and I think it would be interesting to see like the Titans play them, um, and I don't know the Steelers. I think it will get bossed at the moment but we'll see how what happens maybe that's the game they show up for yeah i mean they need to get there first so i mean they're they're, they're there in the playoffs and for all we know they might be playing them in the second round because for all we know the Steelers might be the sixth seed and they might beat whoever the third seed is and then play yeah, number one I'm just saying that they they look bad right now. They don't oh, yeah. look like. Oh, we they, don't know they this question well After all these pace, deep dive, yeah. we can't really argue that, can we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why why but, aren't the Steelers uh, take, getting the first pick in the draft this year? That's my big question. I mean, you look at the numbers and everything. It just does that does not make sense. Okay, that does not make sense. <laughs> but I can't really see right now. I can't kind of picture it where I can see them losing. It just doesn't feel like they will. Doesn't feel like I it. think the trouble is their offense is so explosive but, they can be down multiple points like they had done in last yeah. year's playoffs and just come back and just score quickly and quickly and quickly. And that's what they did against the Saints this weekend. Like they went, they were kind of struggling, and you're like, "Well, what's going to happen?" And I think the previous the Saints weekend as well. Saints defense is so legit. And as it's well. like, oh, yeah. they did really well. Oh no, they just have but this middle is, point if, of a game where it's like, okay, we'll just turn <laughs> it on. Quarters two and three. Yeah, two and three. We'll just do that. All right, boom, boom, boom. Game over. Tyreek Hill. Oh, boring. One Travis again. Kelsey. Yeah. Done. But with that Saints game, if the Saints had recovered the ball in the end zone rather than hitting it out of the end zone for a safety. Yeah, it's a different... That's a five-point difference. And suddenly that game is tied up in a very different proposition going into the next quarter. But you know what? When you're a team like Kansas City, things go your way like that when you're, when you're in these kind of good vibe moments. I mean, they just... They get in the rub of the green with something like that. And everything just goes for them. You know, yeah. they, they, they took a punt on Le'Veon Bell, who they're barely paying because the Jets are still picking up his contract anyway. CEH goes down yeah. and Bell's like, OK, well, I'll just step in and do the job that I was kind of already doing anyway, but I guess more often. And he's and CEH is apparently going to be back for the playoffs anyway. So it's like, oh, well, we just have to play these last two meaningless games with a potential studly running back. Oh, no. Yeah. I haven't looked at it, but it doesn't feel like they've had many injuries in a year of injuries as well. Yeah, Tyreek Tyre like Hill playing every... one feels like 
the biggest one, and like you said, he's going to be back. So it's yeah, like, yeah, I can't see any other ones actually. Uh, the the, the yeah. biggest potential loss was the um, offensive lineman who decided to skip the season because he's a doctor. God. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, that's a blow. Oh no, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you just. Well, it's not because they. <laughs> I guess they, I guess you just go. A replacement who's also very good. Win some games then. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I suppose the I suppose just to like temper it a little bit, it always seems like these teams are indestructible, but they lose. Like history shows us that. Like the New England Patriots. Know, it's a yeah, it's a it's a game, it's a tournament knockout when you get down to it in January. So like, they could lose. They've, I just can't kind of see it. They've right had now. close games all year. You know the the loss of the Raiders, the yeah. second game they against the Raiders. Look, they always look closer on paper though than they are when you watch. Yeah, it. you never feel like it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, you never feel like they're going to lose. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so with the Steelers, the is, just, yeah. with the Steelers, Jazz, it looks feels like they're not like going to win. Gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every week. And with the Falcons, it's like, oh, they're going to win. Oh, they blow another twenty. Oh lead. no, I think we all know now that they're going to lose. First, the big best meme I saw of that was. Um, Obviously, I don't the season when I lost to Dallas and lost to Chicago in those improbable situations. Mm-hmm. They had the the scores of the Super Bowl, some other ones, and those two. Now they've got that one. There's six different scores, oh. all showing the time when the score was. It is crazy. And some of them just think there's no way, and that's obviously not the truth because that's what happened. Is that inherited? You, sh- you could make a lot of money if you'd bet on all of those. You'd be a millionaire, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Is that down uh, in the... Millionaire's excessive. In their bones now. Of the franchise, like it's not just it, to do with Dan I, Quinn anymore. It's yeah, it's now yeah. in Matt Ryan. I, I think it's, it's in Julio, the it's in the foundation of the Mercedes. The old Stadium. the old guard. I think it's definitely um, it's definitely the scariest that it's all of it's with Matt Ryan certainly. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of talk in the off season. I don't know what the Falcons are going to do. It depends what coach they get in. Depends what GM they get in. You know, they're going to have to make the tough decisions. Yeah, it just it'd be really sad because I think he's had a great career, but when it has come down to it, he hasn't he hasn't got it done. Uh, so Are we, it is quite sad. I don't know. Anybody rolling back their opinions on Mitch Trubisky, seeing as the no. Bears seem to put up points? You wash your mouth out, Wilson. I'm just asking a question. Wash your mouth out, Wilson. Uh, I'm sorry, you were the one that was. He's been fine. He's been fine. Uh, sorry, putting Eli Manning forward as you can't spell great or whatever it is without Eli. Yeah, I wash your really mouth already. Had some water. Disgusting. Um, horrible taste. All, all I'm saying is the four games he's been back: 25 points, 30 points, 36 points, and 33 points, with a QB rating of just off a hundred. Eight TDs, three interceptions, nearly a thousand yards in four games. It's not unimpressive is it who have they played who are those three games against the Green Bay Packers the Detroit Lions Houston Texans and the Minnesota Vikings so Texans and Lions okay, are so both three, trash. three terrible three terrible defences and one slightly average defence okay alright who who given the slightly average to uh, Green Bay oh, okay I'd probably the say Min- yeah, terrible. Minnesota's defence is quite good it was just young young yeah, and inexperienced at the it, beginning of the season it is, got better it is getting better now to be fair it was terrible at the start of the yeah, season yeah Detroit and so, Houston you enough. can look at and it's annoying that I keep looking at Houston and thinking like you had you had so much potential like why did you make all those dumb trades I just hope they get a really good uh, good coach in I, it's going to be hard for them to get a good coach in though because what coach wants to go to a team that hasn't got any fucking picks for two years <laughs> especially or because if they win or lose what a now, nightmare it situation. a single bit of difference because of how bad yeah. that previous regime had screwed them. Here you go. Here's the, uh, here's the Falcons meme I've got for you here. 
you want me to show uh, you it? Uh, I'd rather not. I'll read it mean, out I to you can, then. Fine, okay. It feels so, like you, but I'll it feels like you. Let's read it out. So we got New it England. It feels like you already Atlanta, said about it. Game. So. That was 28 to 3 in Atlanta's favour. This is in the third quarter with 2 minutes and 38 left in the game. Then there's a San Diego against Atlanta game, which was 20 to San Diego, 30 to Atlanta, fourth quarter with 5.59 left in the game. There was a game against Miami where the Falcons were up 17-0 with 12 minutes and 50 left in the third quarter. They lost the game. There was the famous Cowboys loss this year, which was 39-24 with 4 minutes and 55 seconds left in the game, which they lost. Then there's a game against the Bears where they were 26-10 up with 6 minutes 22 left in the whole game, and they still managed to lose that one. And this week it was 24-7 with 4.35 left in the game. No, 4.35 left in the third quarter, sorry. And they still managed to lose it. And you know, you know who led that comeback for the for the Bears. You know who led that comeback was Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. He's coming good finally. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's a QB that you need in uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Let's cash in, cash in the bank, and uh, go get trade Wentz for Trubisky, and then you'll be flying. Yeah, like bitch for Mitch. Come on. Yeah. I just drank a lot of wine while you were reading that out, Jazz. I don't know if you noticed. Did that dull the pain at all? Feel a little tipsy. I, well, I didn't hear any of it. I took my earbuds out. So. Oh, good for you. Do you want me, you want me to repeat it? No. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into the bets uh, for this coming week. I can't remember the slate of games, if it's any good or not. What's prime time? Bills, Patriots. It's kind of done on Monday Night Football. Titans, Packers. Sunday Night Football could be interesting, though. I'm quite keen to watch that. Uh, we've got That's a good Thursday one. Night Football. Two Saturdays as well to get involved. Um, Vikings against the Saints on Thursday Night Football. Uh, that's a tempting one. It's tempting. Right, who wants to go first with their, uh, with their little nuggets? Mm. I'm assuming Jazz is trying to break the bank still. I'm not. I'm being, I'll go. I'm being a bit more level-headed this week. Okay, well, uh, mine's going to be the most boring, so I'll go first then. Get the, get this one out of the way. Shocker, boring old Dave. Still can't win. Okay, I've got the uh, the Vikings plus seven against the Saints. Uh huh. So he's taking Browns. Thursday night football. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Yep. Like it. I got the I got the Browns to win. I've got the Falcons plus ten point five against the Chiefs. Which seems foolish, but the okay. Falcons the Falcons lose reasonably close games. Ten point five was was the big Falcons lose games that they lead in. I think that's well, not just close. Yeah, games. exactly. That's yeah. when they lose tight games. Yeah. Uh, uh, when they play the, the Chiefs, Eagles, they get smashed. Yeah, they I got the Eagles to win, which oh, I wanted to stay away from that game, but it's dragged me in. Uh, I've got the Bengals plus eight against the Houston Texans, which I thought was pretty. A decent spread. It seemed quite generous after they beat the. I have no idea Steelers, about that. But uh, I have, I don't either. But plus eight in a kind of coin flippy game. I was like, that's fine. I'll take that. And then I've got the Chargers. I'm jumping on the Chargers ship, Polly. I think it's the first time this year I've bet on the Chargers. I'm not sure, but I don't tend to get on board with them too much. But the Broncos stank. <laughs> so uh, I'm going with your boy Justin Herbert and uh, Herbert. Herbert. Would you like some? And I've Herbert. got twenty-seven to one, which is not very <laughs> punchy. But, I mean, it's uh, not dross <laughs> if it covers all the bets for the season at this point. It's uh, no, I know, but still, fair enough. Um, still, okay. Gonna go next, Ollie. Yeah, I too 
um, dipping the toe once again into Thursday night football. But I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not no. talking about no spread. I'm talking about Dalvin Cook. Cooking up a stole against the New no Orleans way. Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings Get out of here. over the Saints on Thursday night football. Oh dear, that's bold. That's bold. That's I'm definitely bold. There's a there's a game going on in Vegas, and Vegas people love to gamble. But I'm banking on the Miami Dolphins beating them Vegas Raiders on the road. Oh yes, tailspin. Of course, I'm taking the Chargers at home in the sunshine against the Broncos. Um, there's a big, big NFC West game taking place, and I'm getting right involved in the thick of it with the oh, Seahawks man. to beat the Rams because F the Rams, and I hope they burn out for the rest of this season after <laughs> Cooper Cup this week. Uh, I am also getting on that ship that's going down to Dallas and riding the Eagles to a victory this week. Yeah, and I don't think the Steelers are very good. I don't know if anybody noticed that, and uh, so I'm taking the Colts over the Steelers as well. Did you get that bet before Daddy. last night's game? Yeah. So you put good odds on that because I think when the odds come back on that, the Steelers will be the underdogs. Yeah, I got the uh, the Colts as the Colts underdogs. Is underdogs. I had it as 1.5 on the spread, Jazz, when I looked, so it's pretty evens. Yeah, I saw plus two for the Colts, plus two and a half, sorry, for the Colts yesterday. Uh-huh. Well, that's that's all got me sixty-two to one. That's so yeah. So I have also dipped my toe into Thursday night football, oh, no. but I, like Dave, have gone for the Vikings plus seven. This is a problem. This is <laughs> it's already it's over already, isn't it? It's already done. What have it's we already done? done? It's already finished. Why are we doing Should I continue? this? I will anyway. Um, I've then taken the Bucks minus eight and a half against the Lions because the Lions suck. I've taken the Panthers plus two and a half over the Washington football team, because I could happily see that being a very close game and or the Panthers winning it. Yep, yep, yep. Because the Jets did something good last week, taking the Jets plus nine and a half against the Browns. I'm not taking the Jets. That's fair, I looked at that. That's a nice little bet. Um, That is nice. And, you know, they lost the Jets last week. They're not going to lose two in a row. And they've got the Seahawks number. So the Rams are going to be the Seahawks. (laughs) And I'm sticking in the NFC West for my last game. What's he doing? Because what? I thought the 49ers were going to be the spoilers for several teams. They didn't do so well last week. I thought they were going to beat the Cowboys. Oh, they didn't. But no, this week, no. they're going to come back and they're going to take the Cardinals and they're going to oh, show them who's man. boss. Oh, I, th- I thought Jazz I thought is... you were going to say you were backing the Cardinals and I was going to be like, don't no. back the Cardinals. Yeah, no, no. no. Jazz, is, Jazz is big. What's that got you? That was 72 to 1. Very I nice. don't like a lot of that. No. no. <laughs> can you, Ollie? Like, can you nor- run through some of how badly Jazz has been doing over the last few weeks, just oh, to temper him coming coming at me for my low odds in in bets? Uh, this is what high odds get you. Okay. Well, make it interesting, baby. Okay. <laughs> Come on, baby. What's, let's go. What's What's interesting about getting two ties in twelve right over the last two weeks is that Is that interesting or is that is that because inter- it seems to? I mean, it seems I'm to. Okay, but... It seems to lose go very quickly, especially when you put money on Thursday night football. Unless it's the Chargers, yeah. Just, just saying, not great, Jazz. Like you were in the hunt for our little like competition of who's going to get the most games right this year, and now you're not. And that's fine because ultimately I've taken money off Dave. Yeah, and that is the a... last few weeks I've been playing just for a bit of fun and try and make it interesting. Just trying to get punchy. I don't, I don't. And I had more fun making it punchy than anything else. I don't understand how it, like, I'm making it interesting by like, just throwing money away. 
but but look right so we were saying about underdogs winning i'd like to send the message to you to this today i think it was if you'd bet on let me just find the message quickly let's find the message i put out this morning or if you if you'd bet these are underdog teams if you bet and bet 365 if you bet the Chargers to win, the Jets to win, and you bet the Falcons to win because they went 17 nothing up on bet 365, it wins. Yeah. And you bet the Bears, Cowboys, and Bengals, that's six underdogs. That would have got you something in the 400-1 to region mark, without question, because the Rams were heavy favourites against the Jets. Heavy favourites. Hey, look, I'm joining... And the Bengals were heavy underdogs against the Steelers I'm, two touchdowns in each game I'm joining I'm joining you with back in some underdogs because the season is impossible to predict I mean it's just oh, a it's nightmare been... this okay Sod's law is going to be that the Ravens going to lose to the Giants which you could potentially see coming as the Giants best facet uh... is their defense and the Ravens seem to have their plays called out before the snap a lot of the time at the moment um You'll see the Lions beat the Buccaneers out of a miracle somehow because the Bucks are so hot and cold. And when they're cold, they're cold yeah. as ice. Um, and like the Broncos will beat the Chargers because that's what the Chargers do. Like you could see. Well, I could see that happening because the Chargers seem to be able to lose to anybody. Yeah. Because their coaches are idiots. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, let's ice their own kicker. Oh, that was so. Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. They hey, were coach, so. Ready to kick the field goal. Ready to kick it. Who's kicking it? We are. No, we're not. Ice him. Let me, Ice him. Let me check. Ice him. Get him. Get him. <laughs> that is the most chargery thing to do of like, no, no, no. You're not going to ice our kicker. We'll do it. I'm ah. going to ice him. Ah, mind games, that. Mind games. Unagi. Yeah. <laughs>